Sisters in the Shadows is in aid of Nordif Robbins. Nordif Robbins is the largest independent music therapy charity in the UK, dedicated to enriching the lives of people affected by life-limiting illnesses, isolation or disability. Their music therapists are expertly trained to tune into each movement, reaction and expression of the individuals they work with to discover how music can enrich their lives. They are absolutely brilliant. But they receive no government funding and so rely on the generosity of their supporters. Charities like Nordif Robbins are really struggling these days and need your help more than ever. As a musician and a music lover, I know firsthand of the healing powers of music. It can lift your spirits, unite people and touch your heart in ways nothing else can. And the amazing therapists at Nordif Robbins use that power to help some of the most vulnerable people in society. If you love music and care about people, and I know you do, I ask you as a proud ambassador of Nordif Robbins Music Therapy Charity to help support their important work today. Just go to nordof-robbins.org.uk to find out more. That's nordof-robbins.org.uk. You're listening to Sisters in the Shadows, Women in Blues and Jazz. I'm your host, Colette Cooper, and welcome to the podcast that shines a light on the ladies who were, and still are, at the forefront of blues and jazz. Today's episode is dedicated to a pioneer of Brazilian jazz, Elis Regina. Elis was born in Brazil in 1945 and began her career as a singer when she was still a child. As a teenager, she signed a record contract and moved to Rio de Janeiro. By 1965, she was the biggest selling Brazilian artist since Carmen Miranda, and her second album, Doi Nebosa, was the first album to sell a million copies. Her defining moment came as she appeared at Brazil's first pop festival in 1965, where she concluded her set with great emotion. It made her the biggest star in Brazil. Ellis's stage performance was energetic and dynamic. Her nickname was Hurricane and Little Pepper as a result. Ellis was very outspoken against the military rule in Brazil at the time, but her huge popularity in the country protected her from prosecution. She helped Brazilian jazz find an international audience and recorded some of her best material by the end of the 1970s. But her stellar career came to an abrupt end with her untimely death at the age of only 36 of a cocaine overdose. And the rest is history. Mm-hmm. 
guest today is the incredible jazz guitarist Clément Grigard, who is a regular at Ronnie Scott and other amazing jazz venues. His band Wildcard is a trio, but often features an array of amazing female singers, as he told me this when we chatted just a few weeks ago. Yeah, we do work with, um, with a few singers, including Luna, which is fantastic. Oh, I love uh, her. We're getting her on. She's amazing. The, the concept is... Uh, simple. We're not the only one to do that. The, the core of the band is an organ trio, which is um, which is Sophia Loewe on drum, yeah, um, uh, Andrew Noble on Hammond organ, and myself on yeah. uh, on guitar. And yeah. I would say Graham Flowers on trumpet is is, is 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 the it's like the um, the fifth Beatles. is the fourth mem the fourth member of the trio. With that, with that oh, it's fabulous! I love Graham. He um oh, he played like, on my um, single actually. He's, um, he's fabulous. I he's love great. him. He's great. I mean, I can't, I, I can't just have good words for him, really. So, and he's, he's typically British in that respect that he is one of the most brilliant trumpeter I came across. And trust me, I played with a few. Yeah. Um, even other trumpeter I played with, I always listening to the album. They're like, who the hell is that trumpeter? It's like, oh, yeah. Right. No, and, he's but great. He, what I mean is British is kind of like, um, he will never show off brag or, you know, like a, let anybody know that actually is one of the best trumpeter in the uk he's really like um very down to earth humble and very, lovely. very very humble very yeah. very humble but and we, and we do invite we do invite we have a rot, uh, rotating stable of um horns player like on sax trombone i love trombone as well and singers luna is one of the singers who plays with us regularly imani is also one that plays yeah. with us quite regularly she played a few festivals and a few gigs uh graciela rodriguez um on the last album we had um uh, we had a few word imani and we are the um, a Swedish singer, what's her name again? I forget. I can't forget. I can't forget. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, no, we have, we have quite um, quite a few singers like uh, guesting with us uh, regularly. But that's that's a core organ trio. That's the base, and after we add, depending on budget and um, you, you add a little bit more ingredients to it. I get exactly. it. Exactly. You're exactly. the foundation, and you know you you can kind of add, take away. I love it. I think what you're doing is really great, and you're somebody, Clement. I've really wanted to talk to you, actually. Okay. And just to go back to where you, you know, you, you first started, mm-hmm. you know, your inspirations and why you decided, because just before we talk about that, you are also classically trained. Yes, that's, uh, that's where I come from. Started the guitar like, um, like many, like from an earlier age, basically at six, yeah. year, six years old. And you started on classical? Uh, yes, I wanted to play. I remember seeing, I always quite often give that anecdote on stage. It's like um, I've seen Michael Jackson play uh, yeah. in mid 80s. Um, uh, on the TV, and I, I fell in love with his music and everything. I yeah. wanted to play the guitar because Jennifer Batten was his guitar, and she was really cool. Yeah. And um, in France at the time, you had to uh, do one year of uh, solfege, which is like um, uh, notes reading only before touching an instrument, which is yeah. absolutely awful. The best way to actually uh, get people away from uh, learning anything, just doing that for one year. I did, and seven years old, I started uh, my uh, classical um, yeah guitar training, which I carried on until uh, the end of the cursus, like. Um, in my late teens really that so is fantastic I'm, that's where I'm from, yeah. and do you do you have you ever played rock guitar oh big time i mean like, <laughs> exactly if you do classical you've got to be an amazing rock yeah guitar. i mean I, I love i mean i was a massive fan like in my early teens of um i'm still am by the way by the time when he came when they came out like um guns and roses metallica those bands yes god i remember like transcribing when i was 12 i transcribed the entire use your religion one and two um all the solos from slash Oh, yeah, art. and even now when I play on stage quite often with Wildcard or some 
wah-wah and electric distortion sound. People are like, oh, what kind of sound are you making? I'm like, I'm literally copying slash sound. <laughs> and they hate it because it's so un-jazz. But I mean, that's rock, man. But you know what? That's also jazz. Because that's also jazz. Because that's where it all came from originally. And it's all about improvising and bringing whatever you want into jazz, right? Absolutely. You can, you know, Nina Simone, perfect, you know, a great example of bringing classic, classical uh, music into a jazz. You can, you know, do what you want. There's no rules. And I love the fact that you, you can cross genres. I think it's brilliant. And that, that's the eternal discussion with, um, with jazzers in inverted commas. Is like uh, you will have the jazz police or purist or whatever you call uh, Yeah, <laughs> the jazz police. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's what it is. And they will tell you whether, whether or right, it's wrong, right or wrong to play such and such a style of music. And I'm completely with you on that one. Yeah. Jazz for me is, well, not for me, I think for me, the definition is like improvised music. And you can absolutely. Uh, we had the Latin jazz, we had the jazz phone. That's right. It's progression. Off. It's progressing all the time. Exactly. So if you if you can bring in any of your, you know, talents and skills from your classical playing and your rock playing, mm. that's great. It's, you know, just progressing further. And that's what, that's what jazz is about, right? It's about progressing and changing. And Clement, going back to when you first started, mm-hmm. you know, your interest in jazz, yep. you know, after playing classical, after playing rock, and you thought, and you, you when you first heard, um, you're, you're in, you were inspired to play jazz by um, one, of, one of my favorite singers, um, Ellis Regina. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you heard, uh, you tell me the story about that. Um, basically, yeah, I got into like jazz again in the wider, <laughs> in the wide spectrum of jazz. Uh, when I was playing classical guitar in my teens by my guitar teacher at the time, which was a, a huge fan of Brazilian music in yeah going from choros to samba to traditional to more to more advanced and he made me listen to um, baden powell which is not a woman and also yeah. a classic classic um, classic recording of um, antonio carlos robin and the, and the and the like and i remember falling in love with that version that we all know even the people who don't oh. know it when they hear it they recognize it that, yeah. that, that version of um, agua de marzo um, with Elis Regina, and she's a, she's such a character, and she has an amazing life as well. Uh, yeah, incredible it's, life. It's, yeah. Sad, died early. Very, very sad. sad. Very, very sad. Like, um, like another one which I really like, which is not Brazilian, but Eva Cassidy, who passed away really, really young. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's a that's a fantastic track, and I really, uh, really um, inspired. And you just fall in love with her, like, voice, her, her delivery, her, you know, her phrasing. But again, coming coming from uh, from the background that we talked about, like classical. I mean, I yeah. grew up in, in some rough suburb of Paris, so there was a lot of hip hop going on as well, uh, yeah. rock metal. And suddenly, hearing, <laughs> discovering Brazilian music, those voices and those simple melodies that stay in your head for for weeks or days yeah. at least each time you hear it. Uh, yeah, it was it was a revelation. Definitely, I wanted to to dig a bit further and to learn more about that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I just love that you. You, because um, we haven't touched base, um, talked about Ellis, and she's just somebody that we shouldn't forget. No, it's, it's not to forget. It's not to forget because she's such a the 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 the, the, oh. on the spearhead of all that movement in the in the in the sixties of all That's that. That's right. Uh, Bossa and Samba with all those classics that we're all happy to play right now. And, um, That's yeah. right. And you're right when you say, you, you know, that, that, that particular song, um, Arrest, Arrest, I, 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 I can never pronounce it. I, I them also, yeah. yeah, that comes on and you don't even have to know them. You don't have to know her. Everybody wants to get up and dance and everybody recognizes that tune. 
It is. It I is. Know. And uh, she was, you know, pretty much at the forefront of it and made it amazing. You know, it was oh, incredible. It's incredible. I love that. Now, um, Clement, which, which, um, which you, I'm just looking here, you, you know, which female jazz and blues artists do you feel on the scene today are shining through? Oh, uh, vocalist and instrumentalist. Yeah, they, but there's both actually, and there's from uh, from younger and um, an older generation. Leanne Carroll is a. Is well, a, Leanne Carroll, yeah, I mean, she's, I mean, I, she's, she's amazing, and she's. Um, I've I've done um, played a gig with Leanne, and she's incredible. But she's been on the scene for a long, long time. I mean, I have an, I have a funny anecdote with her as well. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, she's and what a lovely down to earth woman. She, she's really funny. She's incredibly talented. And I remember the my her piano first, playing is yeah, yeah. amazing. No, I mean, when you I'm hear jealous. her scatting, scatting while playing the piano, you realize how organic music is and should be anyway. Yeah. And that's no, she's, I mean, she, she's yeah. incredible. Yeah, she is. Incredible. She is. And, and she, she's, been, she's been around for a long, long time, you know, um, working the scene and really getting out there and she's i'd say she's already shone you know she's really shone through but you also mentioned um uh, nubia garcia which I oh, that's, think, the, that's the younger generation which the is younger generation are coming through now i mean and sharice who we've got we're having her on the show actually has just recently got um best vocalist of the year the parliamentary yeah yeah i, mean, I, was, I was glad she had it i was glad also that uh, sarah tandy was um well i think she was she won um which category did she want something uh, sarah tandy Sarah Tandy. I think she won the parliamentary, uh, uh, parliamentary award. If she didn't, she I was think she did. I mean, yeah, Sharice won the uh, vocalist um, of the year, and yeah, she did. You're right. And yeah, Garcia. Great, I've seen her play many times with uh, with the like of uh, like my friend Binker Golding, or um, with her own project, or, yeah. or with um, I've seen even, I've even seen her play like with the the fun guy upstairs at Ronnie's on the Thursday night, which I think was funny because they were really. Is this is this Sarah? Sarah I'm talking about Sarah Tandy. Yeah, she, yes, she, yeah. She, anything. She was just playing some proper, you know, the Thursday night at uh, Ronnie's. Yes, upstairs. Yeah. W3 guys, they play, I mean, it's proper funk music, like party, uh, party yeah. music, you know, and Macy O'Parker and the like, and uh, James Brown. And um, so she's, she's happy to sit there and just play the Hammond organ, where basically she's one of the most killing pianists, jazz pianists in the, in the, in the, at the moment in, in London. That's, uh, no, she's yeah. versatile. She's great. Um, yes. Yeah, a few other. There's um, uh, from the scene ensemble in Coro Coco. Um, what's her name? Um, the trumpeter, young trumpeter. Uh, so, um, Laura Jett. Oh, that's not from the same band. She's great. Oh at, no, no, sorry. That's dinosaur. But um, I was thinking of um, uh, Maurice Gray. Uh, Sheila, Sheila Maurice Gray. She's also doing some really good stuff. Yeah, there's some really great ones, and most of a lot of those guys have come through tomorrow's warriors. Which is a an incredible, yeah, an incredible organization, which is I, I really nurturing. Gary, Gary Crosby is like, he's done a lot for younger, and especially younger black player. That's right. Uh, at, really at nurturing and championing them. Absolutely. And um, as, yeah, he's basically, it's still needed. It's definitely needed. But uh, he came at a time in the, in the 90s. Yeah. Where it was definitely needed because there was, there was lack of gigs and scene for all those young players. from. Uh, That's right. A minority background and he's done an amazing job he's done an amazing job and sophie alloway alloway sophie alloway i'm a bit uh, i'm a bit biased on bias that. but you but but that's okay because she plays with you guys no she, in she, wild card we've been playing like a um, i often make that um anecdote on the on the mic when we have a gig together but we played over 200 gigs together now that's amazing um, that's I've incredible with, i've played with many other drummers but usually because i don't have a choice it's just that i love playing with her she's 
she's one of those she's she's always on time she yeah. like hell she can play anything she's super pro um she's she's really easy to work with i like i like you said she's always on time is that while she's playing or turning up to gigs i don't know love my own jokes don't i, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a drummer a drummer doesn't keep time usually is, is in trouble uh, you know no. what? It's so true. Why are all the drummers always late? What is that? <laughs> she's not. She's not. She's, she's yeah, not. I like that. They're always the late ones, though. You're always waiting for the drummers. Um, <laughs> that's great. But going back to you were saying about Andy about um, tomorrow's warriors. Do you feel still feel it's hard for female artists to shine through? And do you feel it's still a dominated scene, or do you feel like male artists are more supportive now? Uh, well, I'll be, I'll be pretty straight um, with, the, with that answer. I think it's always been, actually not just in music, to be honest with you, but I think especially in, um, in, um, in jazz and improvised music, um, it's, it's, I don't know if it's really politically correct to say that, but it's an old man club. I mean, so, somehow, somehow, I mean, I don't know, if, I, I know we follow each other on social media, and, uh, yeah. and that's great, but I, ma I make a point of not making any politics political yeah. comments i did i did one like um i did a silly joke actually when uh, i'm not gonna tell you a joke but a silly joke when um when uh trump came in power and i got so much rubbish from it tell because, me about it i get that i get that it's which, being which political. I understand because you know when when it's on screen there's no you don't have the facial expression you, I, yeah. I, 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 again as you can hear i'm french and i have a very what we call second degree which is like a uh uh, do you call that? It's, it's like a, it's our sarcasm, basically. So you would say yeah. something which is obviously awful, but you don't mean it. So basically, I just I think it was on Facebook or, or something or Twitter, or whatever. I said like, well, uh, is nobody else supporting Trump? Which obviously the guy is a bigot, and I can't stand him. And um, everybody knows him, know, knowing me knows that that was a joke. Yeah. I received like some insult, literally insult, and people blocking me like on um, on all social media. Oh. And and again, I can't really completely blame them for that because it is out of context, an awful comments when people feel really strongly about those, um, those problems. So what yeah. I'm saying is that now somehow we're chatting and it's very friendly. It's a podcast. I listened to your podcast before and it's um, quite, um, how do you say that? I'll say, I'll say it for you then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, man. What I'm trying you to know. say is like, somehow I'm, I'm getting into, I'm putting my foot into politics. So I'm a bit worried about it. But, um, yeah, yeah no, I get that. I get that because it, especially... Especially as an artist, you know, we get too political. You can, I, I don't know what it is. We some, of, some people are really good at it. I'm trying not to. But yeah. in, in that instance, I feel it's a straight and direct question. So I'm going to answer straight yeah. and directly. I think jazz improvised music, not just in the UK, basically, basically but by the yeah. way, is a, an old men's club. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think men are really supportive of women in general. But we'll go further. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's... Um, and yeah. you're right in saying it's populated by older white middle class men, and that is true. It, and it is true. And, 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 and people, tend to, people tend to, um, not just in jazz neither, but people tend to, um, band leaders and people who are really established tend to book people of their own kinds. If yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Middle, I, just turned 40, I just turned 40 last month. If I don't yeah. think twice, I, would, I mean, I've played with Graham for for, 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 for a decade now, and, yeah. and we're about the same age. Sophie's younger than us. Uh, all the guests we're having and stuff like that, if you just look in your phone book and the people you're going on, on I don't know, on, on, for a pint uh, uh, and you like to jam with, you will find that basically those people are pretty much from the same background than you are and quite often in the yeah. same decade. And you have to fight 
somehow well, that's uh, very honest of you that's very honest of you because everybody everybody yeah 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 exactly and and the thing is you i mean you're right because but we have to remember where this music comes from it comes it is black music and was, we need to yeah. we need to honor that and it, it was white middle class people took it over stole it really and it's become harder especially the middle class and it's become harder for less um fortunate um kids coming through today of ethnic minorities and um, trying to get their music out there because they've not had the privileges that white people have in terms of even being trained because they've not had the money they're underprivileged and which is why tomorrow's um tomorrow's warriors is brilliant because there's so much talent out there especially amongst the working class you know regardless of race especially in, in, in amongst every, the working yeah, class that it should be be able to have that avenue to be able to come through and it shouldn't be just a, a white middle class genre which it has been for years and decades and but you know it, it is very very slowly changing it is thank god it, because it, it, it's like any um any um area in art i mean it's like um for a long time in i'm going into a wider thing again but uh, i'm trying not to go into tangent but yeah it was like having young black kids on the movies who were always gangsters or drug dealers i mean yeah. that's cliche but it's, it's like in music uh, don't get me wrong again as i said i love hip-hop i did feature a lot of um, hip-hop on my earlier albums yeah um, but uh, <laughs> young black kids are not necessarily good at hip-hop only or you know it's like uh, some are good yeah exactly okay, exactly it's and, again and, a race discrimination it's like putting people in boxes because yeah, exactly that, that's people who put and, in boxes absolutely yeah which we have to break down we have absolutely. to be equ equality and just see everybody as humans and a place like london a place like london which is probably like a, the most i mean i've traveled a fair bit and especially in europe is probably the most cosmopolitan town in europe there is no excuse not to go out of your way and yeah feature people who actually you would not necessarily have come across if you were not making an extra effort and trust me it has yeah served, it, it has personally served me really well yeah because because yeah. i discovered some and also hey i mean sometimes all the guys as well like i started playing two albums away with um, a ghost or excuse me with with Dennis baptiste yeah, uh, which I, I was a fan of when I was in France as a music college uh, student, and uh, he came to France, and uh, his band was like uh, there, was, there was him, there was um, um, Rod Young on drums, which I played with uh, since. Uh, there was um, what's his name? He passed away now. That uh, that trumpet um, friend of Gary Crosby as well, and good friend of Dennis. Anyway, and Dennis Baptiste, and I really wanted to play with him, and I had the opportunity to play with him with my own band, like nearly 15 years after. Mm. And he's older than me, but you know what? He brings something else to the table. So much experience and so much, um, <laughs> you know, he's done so many tours with so many great guys. He played with Michael Tyler, for God's sake. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's great to play with younger guys and people and yeah. older people. Cheryl Allen was my f original drummer. She's also older than me. And same thing, like so much experience. Yeah. So much, um, well, exactly. And also, it's like you say, I mean, you know, you said, oh, I'm reaching 40 now, which is not old anyway. But, you know, I know what you're saying about the younger ones coming through there, like even the teens and 20s but and, and they're prodigy a lot of them are like a prodigy geniuses which is great but also there's a lot to be said for learning from an older musician in terms okay. of experience you know i mean experience goes an awful long way as you know right an awful long way it's about knowing how to when the music changes is having that confidence to go with it that's you you only generally get that with experience 
you know you can be the best guitarist you can be the best drummer the best vocalist you can be all these amazing things at 20 but sometimes performing and working with um, somebody who's been around a lot longer you learn so much more and because you gain that there's so much to be said for yeah absolutely there's a few things that um that first of all you can be like no later than yesterday somebody sent me a an amazing like video one of those prodigy guitarists he was russian i think mm. a guitarist whether he was playing gypsy guitar metal guitar whatever his technique was he had everything in the bag unbelievable i don't know how old he is he but he looks like he's 14. yeah but you know as, as i discussed with my friend it's like there's also a few things like um that you can only learn with time and actually you need to be tamed especially Absolutely. When, you that, when you need to be tamed when you get that kind of technique because it can be detrimental you need to learn how to leave space, which I'm still working on for the last 20 yeah. years, which is yeah. extremely difficult because you learn lots of stuff like uh, when you train or when you learn your instruments that you mm -hmm. have to destructure and to uh, stop doing, which is really hard, and learning how to do a, writing a good tune and to do a good show. Absolutely, to do a good show. Experience is so valuable. I mean, you know, I'm almost your age and um, I well, we basically... Need, we need 25, that's it, right? We're going to reach that soon, but... <laughs> Yeah. And then, but you know, the experience I have now is yeah. so much, so valuable, you know, I mean, you can't, it, it's just something that you get through gigging and working with lots of different other great musicians and you learn every time. And listening, listening to other gigs, that's something that I always say to, uh, including to my, uh, my own daughters, actually, who are coming of age of uh, sing songs. Yeah. I always say like, it's so nice to play your own gigs and to play with other people. Uh, but you have to, you always take something home when you go and see live music. Always. Whatever always. the style, whatever. If it's something that is really not good, well, you can tick boxes and say, like, I make sure I don't do that. I don't do that neither. If you see really good stuff, you can just say, like, that works, that really works. So there's always something to bring home and to, and to learn. Absolutely. I totally agree. And, you know, and I'm really excited about, you know, the whole new jazz way and either the progression of jazz and through all these great people we've talked about today coming through the scene who are really going to make a change. They really are. We're going to see more changes. And, you know, it's great to recognize and well, not to not that not, I'm not saying nobody recognizes it, but it's, it needs to be more noted that it isn't just a white middle class genre anymore. It is for everybody. And we need to remember the roots of this music, blues and, and jazz, yeah, because I wouldn't have performed today if yeah. it wasn't for Bessie Smith, if it wasn't for Billie Holiday, if it wasn't for Mom, Big Mama Thornton, I wouldn't be performing today. They are my heroes, you know, and um, they're the reason why I sang. And, and we've got to constantly remember where this music comes from. Let's take it to another place. Let's progress it further and celebrate it. Absolutely. You and then another thing with the young ones, um, I mentioned from the question you gave me, yeah, uh, there's another um, leader in that uh, new generation. He's not so young now. He used to be yeah. young. He's a, he's a bit old, but Sh uh, Shabak Hutchins. It's like yes, I've seen his band life, and I realized yeah. something when I've seen his band. I mean, with my own band, we I do play a lot of samba, Afro yeah. jazz, and which I love. Though I love, I love your Latin vibe. It's really good. basically I need. A, for me, a good tune needs two things, but that's for me again. Huh? Uh, people <laughs> might disagree with that. I need. A groove, whatever it might be, it might be swing, it might be funk, it might be afro, it might be whatever. Yeah. You need a groove, rhythm, basically, and I need a, a strong tune and something I can, I can sing. 
if I can't sing the tune, it's, it's, it's not good enough. That's true. It, it, I totally get, I know. It has to be, you're right in there, a real strong melody, something that you can grasp hold of. And remember, like any other tune, you know, it's, it's something that takes you away into another world and you remember it and it gives you shivers and it, it sends that vibration running through your body. It, it's the same. It's like going back to a lot of improvised jazz, you know. Um, sometimes, I've got to be honest with you, Clement, it, I, I hate it because sometimes I feel it, it's over improvised it just becomes noise it becomes noise and not music to me and i feel then it's a competition the ego is getting the way our ego is awful we all have an ego otherwise we, we wouldn't we wouldn't be that's a, true, that's true. That, that's true you have, to, you have to take it to a certain place and yeah i don't know if it has happened to you but as performers many times i mean i started uh, that's how that's where i've learned my craft basically especially in the, yeah. the, the, the pub um, the pub circuit where basically you are playing for people who don't necessarily want to listen to a gig and you have to engage with them enough to basically have them enjoying the gig i totally agree and it's like a challenge and that's what it, it is it is a, a very good challenge that's so a great vibe yeah. feeling of when you walk away and they're, there to, yeah. they're not specifically coming to see you no they've just come in for a drink but you're playing but at the end of the night when they're dancing they come up to you and they've really enjoyed it that is when you think i've achieved something yes and you were right talking about something very true also you were saying earlier on that um jazz was coming back basically from uh, from the 40s 40s 30s even 50s later on for but that was quite there was broadway and there was the pop music at the time and there was dancers they were yeah. playing dancers and shabakashians that's something i realized i was playing that um, with wildcard my band we were playing the um, at the time the canary wolf jazz festival which now yeah. has stopped this year but that was a great festival and as it was playing straight after us yeah and i stayed i was i mean you cannot convey that on a DVD or on a CD. The energy on stage was jaw-dropping. It was yeah. unbelievable. And everybody was dancing. So basically, that new crowd, like New Bahia Garcia is the same. Yeah. Uh, ensemble. Obviously, there are some very strong um, new harmony, new groove elements, uh, yeah. guys such as Snarky Puppy are also at the, um, the spearhead of that kind of movement of fusion of style. Yeah. But really, the core of that um, that audience was yeah. people dancing. Yeah, they were dancing their head off, beginning to the end. And for me, that was a revelation. I was like, I'd play a lot of groove and music and stuff like that, but really, people wanted to feel something, and they were feeling like dancing. That, that that's that all those new bands or the vast majority. Yeah, that, that's what it's about. It's about like um, you don't have to actually. Uh, um, Analyze, uh, you don't have to analyze the music and decide whether or not it's a good thing. Well, as a performer, tell me if, 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 if it ever happened to you, but quite often I have people, especially in the pub circuit, people who were coming to me at the end of the gig and said like, uh, is that jazz? Yes, it is jazz. Yeah. And it, they were like, but I thought I didn't like jazz, but I really enjoyed it. I'm like, yes, but that's fine. But they were like, yeah, but I thought it was really complicated music. I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> if it touches yeah. you, if, if it touches you, you, exactly. If it makes you feel sad because it's a ballad and it's really sad, that's good. If it makes you feel like uh, happy, if it makes you feel like that, whatever it is, if it makes you feel something, mm. whatever is the style of music, it works. It uh, works because music is therapy. Let's face it. Well, yeah. I got up and danced to Cabin 19 Fever. I yeah. thought it was excellent. I literally did dance. I wanted to dance all night to it. It's brilliant. And, and, and saying that, you know, it's like you just mentioned then, that was a young audience dancing to your music. Didn't realize it was jazz, but loving it. Yeah. Okay. And because we've seen a massive audience change as well in jazz because of all the new jazz wave and 
because of this great music that's being played with a younger audience, not just, you know, people over 45 sipping wine in a smoky bar. We're seeing people get up dancing. Who do you feel is at the, was really at the forefront of this change, getting in the younger audience and this change in the new jazz wave? Well, there's many bands, as I said, it's like, um, there's some there's some great stuff happening in um in um, in other countries as well. Like in, in the UK, yeah. we mentioned like the, the big name, there's Ezra Collective, which have yeah. been uh, really pushed and picked by the like of Ronnie's and Nick Lewis, um, who really gave them like a prime slot. I remember like maybe three or four years ago, um, Ronnie's on a Saturday was a bet. Yeah. And they won because I mean they won as in like uh, they did a really good bet. Those guys are fantastic. Um Shabaka there's uh, Nubaya Garcia, there's like Coro Coco, there's Silence Ambo. In France, there's um there's a there's drummers like um oh there's been Goldings as well as I say in England. Yeah. Um in France, what's her name? Uh, Anne Paseo is fantastic. Anne drummer. Paseo, yeah. She's great, she's young, she's like um she's young, she's a bit younger than me. Um yeah, I don't, there's a few. There's a few. Like in, in the US, there's so many in the US. Oh, yeah. there's George. George I listen to album at the, at the moment all the time. Georgia Smith. Uh, she's British as well. Yes. I think, yeah. I think she, funnily enough, I think she did a, um, a feat with Ezra Collective in their last album. And uh, yeah, I've, I've listened, I have uh, two last albums. And she's, uh, she's young, she's great, and she's as comfortable playing some Afro dub. Um, Afrobeat also, and the last album, like uh, there's a track that plays all the time on TSF Jazz. I listen a lot, you know, in France, on play, on on, um, on repeat. It's a it's a swing number. I yeah. was surprised. I, was like, I recognize that voice, and she that's a proper swing number. Like, uh, yeah, wow. So no, no, there's a there's lots of great stuff happening at the moment. It's a lot of great stuff. There really is, and it's so lovely. It's really great to talk to you. I was so excited to be able to talk to you actually oh, today. You, I loved I loved your your answers and I thought this is this guy knows his shit and this I'm gonna have a great conversation with him now before we have to sign off I don't want to I could talk to you all night Clement but That's you've right. got some funny gig stories we always ask all our guests tell us a funny gig story you can share with us well there's a there's a couple that comes to mind and there's one that I remember like um giving to you by email uh, I can tell you that story and I will yeah the other one I'm gonna bounce back of what we started off uh, because it's gonna feed uh, our own uh, exchange yeah uh, about Leon Carroll um, <laughs> I remember yeah. recording my first album uh, the first white card album that was 2000 oh, shit, already 2008 yeah um, and I was already <laughs> a massive fan of uh, Leon Carroll my um, pianist the partner at the time wrote a tune um, when we were living in Paris at the time called Going Home. She was home sick, she wanted to go home. It was a beautiful gospel tune. And she said to me like, I would love to have Leanne Carroll singing on it. So I contacted Leanne. Leanne yeah. loved the tune, she said, okay. Long story short, we're in the studio. <laughs> so she records, obviously, if you've met uh, or played with Leanne Carroll, you know how she is, she's super yeah. cash. She yeah. arrived, um, you're like, okay, all right. It's, you know, almost like a too cash, if you know what I mean. She's so and, casual, isn't she? And she, and she exactly, and she starts singing and um, she nails it. First take, I'm not even saying, I mean, it's not a competition yeah. anyway, but first take, great. And that's not it. While we, we finished listening to a take in the studio, that was a live take. So we all finished with the band. And uh, she says to the sound engineer and, and to me, she's like, uh, do you fancy having some babies on that? As I said, it was a very gospel tune. Yeah. A gospel, actually, literally gospel tune. Yeah. And uh, we're like, yeah, let's do it. And she starts tracking herself, all the babies for the ending of the tune, which was like a... Um, kind of um, an outro which was getting like a bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And she tracks one voice 
and harmonize the second one, third, fourth. And basically, she tracks seven voices all harmonized on top of each other wow. at different ranges. The sound engineer, uh, engineer was on one take it. as well. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's experience for you. There you go. That's experience. That's the best story ever in one go. No, that's no, amazing. Engineer, everybody was looking at each other. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> Who is that? And that, that was a great experience with her. She's um, fabulous. Yeah, no, that, that was like yeah. a, as and a. So were you. As a young, yeah, as a, as a young guy, I was like, that's... You're still young, Clement. You're only 40. Yes. Stop yes. it. Yes, yes. But at the, at the time, that was really, I mean, I would still be impressed. But at the time, that was really like, oh, you only st see stuff like that in movies. Actually, people do those stuff. <laughs> like, that was great. Teen Fever yeah. is excellent. Oh, thank you. Uh, I mean, I absolutely love it. It's just totally my vibe, and it was played um, recently on Jazz FM. Mm. And uh, the only thing that was missing was my vocals. <laughs> I know, I know. But... <laughs> wait a minute, I'll just play. I'll just wait. I'm just blowing you, my trumpet. You, you, read, well. the, you oh, read the oh, memo. Oh, wait, wait. You were late. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd play my trumpet there as well for you, Clement. That's Clément Rigard. Merci Clément for coming on Sisters in the Shadows. And we just heard Wildcard's amazing track, Cabin Fever 19, which has been featured on Jazz FM, uh, Record of the Week. And their latest track, um, which is called Mercy Street, which has also been chosen as Track of the Week on Jazz FM. Congratulations, Wildcard. Brilliant stuff. <laughs> guys that's it for this week and thank you guys for listening and thank you to my wonderful guest Clément Regard Sisters in the Shadows was presented by me Colette Cooper and is a Pod People production thanks to the gorgeous Mikey Hansen and the gorgeous Jake Trappett for all their production support brilliant don't forget to follow Sisters in the Shadows Spotify playlist featuring all the artists discussed in this podcast also please please support the Nordif Robbins Music Therapy Charity they do amazing work and they need your help right now 
I'll be in your feed again next Friday and I'll see you then. Bye. Have a lovely weekend.